Hey, you know that other life that you've been dreaming about? That life where you feel free, uplifted, calm, and kick-ass? Well, that life isn't as far away as you might think. Welcome to the Fuck Yeah Life Podcast, where we talk about living that OMG is this real version of your life. You know, your fuck yeah life. Hello, I'm Briley, your host on this journey. So, are you ready? Well then, let's fucking do this. Have you ever thought, is this it? Well, that's what we're talking about today. Now, conjure in your mind with me, if you will, a time in your life when you really, really wanted something and you hoped and you prayed for it and you saved your pennies, maybe you even asked Santa for it, and then you go to unwrap this thing with so much excitement and anticipation and then you're like, is this it? And your heart sinks and you think to yourself, this isn't what I asked for. This isn't what I wanted. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. But you put a smile on your face and you say, thank you. I love it. But inside, you're disappointed AF. But then you tell yourself, like, I should be grateful for all the things that I do have. Now, what if that is your life? Welcome back to the Fuck Yeah Life podcast. I'm your host, Briley, and today we're talking about, is this it? So, is this it? Is that moment in your life when you're like, oh, is this what I'm going to be doing for the next 20 some odd years of my life? And you realize that the next promotion, the next job, the next raise, or whatever else you've been telling yourself is not going to be the thing that makes your dream life magically appear. So, are you like over it? Are there like no fucks left to give? Or maybe you've got like one left and you're being real careful with where you put it. So, who out there has worked hard? busted their ass their entire adult life thinking it was going to get you somewhere. And then one day you stopped and you looked around and you thought, fuck, is this what I've been busting my ass for? Well, let me tell you, I have. I've been there. I spent like 20 plus years building a career that one day I realized was just sucking the life out of me. And I did not want to do it another day, much less the rest of my career. So you might not be as averse to your job as I was, but maybe you've been wondering what was missing because something feels like it's missing. Is it a midlife crisis? Well, maybe. <laughs> but if it is, it's not your mother's midlife crisis. Because, sweetie, we Gen Xers are rewriting middle age. Are you with me? 
Okay, plus, like when I think of midlife crisis, well, it gets a bit of a bad rap. Because when I hear that, I, it conjures images of balding men buying sports cars and desperately trying to recapture their youth by dating 25-year-olds. And this is not that. I'd like to think of us as midlife trailblazers. And this isn't a crisis. I like to think of it as a liberation. Because doesn't midlife liberation sound so much more accurate and so much more fun? So what are we being liberated from? Well, I think we're being liberated from other people's dreams for us, from other people's expectations of us, from societal expectations about us, and that bullying voice that lives inside our heads telling us what we should be doing and how we're wrong and how we're doing everything wrong and just, you know, generally being a nasty piece of work. And we're also liberating ourselves from the fucking grind. Like, no thank you. Please, let's stop glorifying the grind and wearing it like a badge of honor. It's not. And we're also liberating ourselves from the habit of abandoning ourselves. We're coming back to ourselves. We're rebuilding that relationship and that trust with ourselves. Hey, are you wondering like, how do I even know what my fuck yeah life looks like? Well, boo, I got you. Head on over to the fuckyeahlifepod.com and sign up for five days to your fuck yeah life. This is a series of journaling prompts I designed specifically to help you jumpstart your own fuck yeah life. Okay, let's get back into it. So have you wondered though, like how we got here in the first place? Because if you're like me, you were very ambitious you were a planner, you had goals, you achieved those goals, you did all the things and ticked all the boxes of like the you were supposed to's. So like, what the fuck? I will tell you that in my 20s and 30s, I was super focused on building my career and trying to be a proper adult. And like, by the way, like, I have no idea what the fuck that even means. But back then, time seemed infinite. I was going to focus on this and then I'll get around to everything else. Just in my 20s and 30s, I lived in five different cities and I moved eight times. And that does not include the times that I moved within those cities. So for those of you who are curious, those cities were Baltimore, Los Angeles, London, Oakland, California, New York City. And it was always to chase a job or to go to school so I could get the job. And I went back to grad school when I was 26, 29, and 34. And that's not even counting when I went back at 46. But that's a, that's a different episode altogether. I was always looking ahead, looking for the next thing, as if that was going to be the thing that was going to make me happy and that would change everything. I became addicted to the thrill of searching job searching specifically, 
And the dopamine rush of getting an interview or even better, getting an offer and moving. Oh, I was addicted to finding the next thing. And as soon as I got the next thing, I was finding the next thing. So up until about 40, I felt like life was some sort of perpetual Christmas Eve. And I had this idea that something amazing was just right around the corner. I just had to wait and work harder to get there. I made so many choices that prioritized my job and career over all else with the belief that like on some level, one, this was what I, what I was supposed to do. Always put the job first, always put the career achievements first. Two, that this would lead to my fulfillment and happiness. Three, that I had to defer my happiness if I wanted to be successful and have those good things in my life. Sacrifice was required. And four, that this would make me feel worthy and make me feel like I was enough. But here's the thing, dear listener, dear friends, none of this is true. A few years ago, I looked at the trajectory of my life and I thought, fuck, is this what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life? Like waking up exhausted and anxious. And I said, hell no. I do not want that to be the rest of my life. I came to realize that I would never find happiness with work achievements because external events won't get you there. They just won't. And there were some beliefs that I held that were at the core of this fatigue and burnout, malaise and that something missing feeling. So let's take a look at what some of those beliefs were. I had the belief that my work was my worth. That unless I was working and unless I was achieving, I was not worthy. Two, the belief that I had to defer joy. That happiness would only come First, you worked hard and you put that first, then joy and happiness would come. Three was the belief that I had to care for others first, that my job on some level was always to be in service to others. And that's where I got my value. Four, I held the belief that work was my purpose and that would be fulfilling to me. My purpose was in my job and that's all I needed. And five, the belief that I must pay my dues. And this goes back to the idea of deferred joy. It was the idea that I had to put in the work, I had to accept the abuse, I had to accept the bullshit in order to pass into this mythical next level where I was allowed to be happy. All of this is fundamentally flawed thinking. I get that now. 
So what is the answer? Is the answer to quit? Well, <laughs> not necessarily. Hold on there for a moment. This is where I think it's important for us to think about and talk about the differences between change and transformation, or at least how I'm thinking about these two words in relation to what we're talking about today. So change, I want us to think about that as something that is circumstantial, right? It is a difference in the way something looks or where it is, what it's doing. For example, I changed my hair color a lot in my 20s and 30s. I changed my address. I changed my job. You see where I'm going? Transformation is making something different internally or structurally that may or may not manifest itself externally. So what we need in these circumstances is transformation. What I had been trying to do for years and got very good at was change. But what I was doing was just reconjugating the circumstances. Nothing was fundamentally or internally changing. And then, surprise, surprise, the same problems kept arising. Those beliefs that I mentioned before were still there. They were still motivating my actions and thinking day to day. So I realize now that what I was really looking for all along was a feeling of freedom and fulfillment. A freedom and fulfillment that allowed me to be an authentic expression of myself and not exhausting myself as I desperately tried to prove my value to others. So it's no surprise then that in all this change, 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 I kept coming back to cycles of burnout, cycles of fatigue, dissatisfaction, and of course, accumulating like so many assholes in my life. Now maybe, <laughs> maybe your workplace or your life in general isn't as toxic as mine has been, and I hope that for you. But I also hope that you can relate to what I'm saying, to what I'm talking about. So here we are. We're wondering, what the fuck? Is this it? So what are we going to do about this? Like, where do we go from here? Well, let's go there. So a common response that I get from clients or potential clients is something around the lines of, can you tell me what to do? Can you just tell me where to start and what to do? And I'm sorry to tell you guys, but the answer is no. I cannot tell you what to do because only you can do that. The problem is that we've learned over our lifetimes to abandon ourselves and abandon ourselves so much so that we can no longer connect to our own desires. What I help clients do is connect back to themselves to figure out what those desires are, what those things that are in alignment with their own being so that they can pursue those. Now, I'm gonna give you an example or a little story, I love story time. So a few weeks ago, I was at a museum with a friend and there was this little girl next to us 
who was probably like like six years old or so. And she was wearing, imagine this with me if you will, because it was an amazing look. She was wearing a sequined Rolling Stones sweatshirt, pink snow boots, like a kind of like tulle skirt, something that might be in a like a fairy costume type of scenario, but like tiered, had a little bit of an 80s vibe to it. It was excellent. And here's the kicker for me, for her outfit. She was wearing these giant gold hoop earrings that like brushed her shoulders. And she was wearing a red bandana like around her, like headband around her head. It was this sort of amazing like unicorn pirate rocker vibe. And my first impulse was to think, who lets their six-year-old out of the house dressed like that, wearing giant gold hoop earrings? But I quickly caught myself and realized that that wasn't my voice in my head. I looked at this kid and she probably felt fucking amazing and cool as hell in that outfit. I know that my six-year-old self would have jumped at the chance to turn in my burgundy corduroy pants with like those iron knee patches for that outfit. I would have just like died for that outfit when I was six. But that would never have happened in my childhood. There were so many rules about what could be worn, where, and when. There was lots of rules about like matching and like what is school wear, what is play wear, what is what wear, whatever. And maybe that wasn't you know, the exact vibe at your house. But in some way, we all learned at a very young age to behave in ways that others want us to behave. You know, and then do that for 40 plus years. And we can end up so detached from that little girl in us that desperately wanted to dress like a unicorn pirate rocker. So, in our Fuck Yeah follow-ups today... I'm going to give you two exercises that help you kind of reconnect with that unicorn pirate self and begin to think about what your own fuck yeah life looks like. Because our young selves, our little six-year-old selves, our five-year-old selves, those versions of ourselves are very aligned with our own purpose and joy. So it's important to be able to access that version of your former self. And my other thought is this, let's stop wasting time. Just let's stop wasting time. Time is our only non-renewable resource, right? So why are we spending now in mediocre misery and waiting for something that we hope will come someday? I had a conversation with a friend recently and he was telling me about how a close friend of his had recently suddenly passed away and he was telling me about how important she was in his life that she is somebody who was a mentor to him was a kind loving spirit she was somebody that was so generous 
with her time and her energy and empathy and was a real role model. And he said that one of the things that he was really thinking about a lot about was that for so long he'd been meaning to call her, meaning to talk to her, meaning to get together with her, but didn't. And then realized that we spend so much time of our day. It's like I spend my life, so much of my day surrounded by assholes. That I was allowing that to keep me from spending time with the people that I really care for, that I admire, that make my life better. And that was a real oof, lesson. It was we spend so much time with assholes when we wish we could be spending time with people that we love, with people that make us better people. During the past two years, I realized how far away I was from the people I loved and the people who supported me. I needed them. But I had isolated myself in service of my career. It took a pandemic and a natural slash government created disaster to make me realize how alone and vulnerable I really was and how I'd essentially filled my life with assholes and that how I was devaluing the most valuable thing in my life, which was myself, and the people I loved. By believing that my job and my career were what made me valuable. So here's my thought. Let's not waste another minute. The time is now. Those six years I spent, what I said, quote unquote, exiled, <laughs> taught me that nothing was worth being away from those that you love or doing the things that you love. And those people don't necessarily need to be far away. They might be right next to you, but are you really there with them? Are you present with them? Are you engaged with them? Or are you on the phone looking at work emails or worrying about what needs to be done at work or the next day or, you know, my personal favorite, having fights with some asshole at work in your head that will never actually come to reality. That's a great way to spend your time. So the time is now. Hey, thanks for listening. And if you've enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. And if you're ready to start living your own fuck yeah life, head on over to the fuckyeahlifepod.com. That's F-U-C-K-Y-E-A-H pod.com. And sign up for five days to your fuck yeah life. This fab series of journal prompts that I created just for you will help you get on your way to living your own fuck yeah life. And you can find me on Instagram at Briley Rasmussen and hit me up in my DMs. I love hearing from you. Take care, friend. And I'll see you back here next week.